0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Seems Like Diet Culture. If you are new to the podcast, my name is Mallory Page. I am a registered dietitian, but I'm also your host of this podcast. And this is the place where we discuss all things wellness culture, diet culture, nutrition trends, influencers people of influence, current events that are related to all of these topics, and really anything that you guys are having questions or concerns about. And my whole goal with this podcast is to share educated opinions from myself, from other professionals, from you guys, and help you to figure out how you want to incorporate these things into your life and even just change your mindset around things that may be occurring. Now, with this week's podcast episode, I would be lying to you if I said I was not nervous because I'm doing something that I have not done before when it comes to this podcast and I am discussing a person. And even since the original time that I recorded this podcast, I have made edits to it because... I feel this is just such a sensitive topic and I really want to make sure that the content is representative of how I feel and the mission of the podcast itself. And when you discuss someone, it is always inherently going to be more personal than it is discussing a diet or a nutrition trend or anything along those lines. And I've even kind of covered this when I did my Kim K Met Gala episode, but it just didn't feel like it was fully in this to the same extent that this episode is going to be today. So I wanted to just extend that offering to you guys to start off with that I'm not going into this guns a blazing, ready to to go. I'm going into this apprehensively, and I really am trying to be careful and think critically about how I present this information. Now, let's get into it. The person we're going to be talking about today is Bella Hadid. I'm sure many of you guys, if you're on TikTok, are hearing that TikTok sound in your voice or in your head. I mean, that is my name. My name is Bella Hadid. I cannot say it in the way that she says it in her very beautiful voice, (laughs) but we're actually going to be talking about that trend and sound later on, so you'll hear what I'm talking about if you're not sure what I'm referencing currently. And although I just gave my mini disclaimer on discussing a person, I do just want to start off very strongly and say I am not doing this episode to give you a comprehensive review of who Bella Hadid is or to explain her entire life or to say whether or not she's a good or bad person, or anything along those lines. I am doing this episode to discuss the current conversation and actions that are occurring surrounding Bella Hadid and how they are affecting the world of wellness culture, diet culture, and all of those other types of categories that we discuss on this podcast. The thing about celebrities that's really hard is many people have very strong opinions on them because of what they have seen online. And I completely understand that. I have my favorite celebrities or people that I really like, but I do want to just remind you guys that at the end of the day, we don't know anything really about these people. We only know what their PR teams or sometimes what they say And present about themselves. And in today's episode, I'm going to try to use as much of the facts as we can, the actual things that are happening and that we're seeing, instead of using a lot of speculation. But I will also combine that with some observations as a professional, and the last thing I want is for this episode to be taken as me trying to tear another woman down or me trying to be really negative, but I truly believe that this topic needs to be spoken about, and it is harming more women and just people not discussing it than it would be to sweep it under the rug. So with all of that being said, we are going to dive into it, and we're going to start at the beginning like we typically do. I'm not going to give you a comprehensive review of Bella Hadid's life and who she is, but I'm sure most of you guys know she is a model. She is a part of the Hadid family. Her sister is Gigi Hadid. Her mother is Yolanda Hadid. I don't know that much about her other family members. I know she has a brother as well. And the reason why I even feel it's necessary to bring all of those things up is because her family dynamic definitely influences the conversation we're having today. So her mom, Yolanda, was on Housewives, and subsequently, Gigi and Bella were also on Housewives for a period of time. And some of the most actual factual information we have around Bella Hadid and what could have influenced her relationship with food and her body comes from the show in these clips that we've seen. Now, I will say some of the stuff we're going to be talking about, especially in regards to Bella Hadid's mother, can be triggering. It could be along the lines of a little bit too specific of discussion on body changes and the things you need to do to be a model. So, if that doesn't feel suitable for you, I would definitely recommend clicking out of this episode. I will do my absolute best to not share anything that is unnecessarily triggering or numbers or anything along those lines in this episode, but I just wanted to provide you with that because the next thing I wanna do is actually play you a clip that goes through a compilation of different comments that Yolanda Hadid has made. Most of these are actually towards Gigi, which we'll explain a little bit more about why that is in a minute. And so just know that before we go into it. But I'm going to play this clip in three, two, and one. I'm feeling really weak. I'm <laughs> a couple of almonds. Chew them really well because your, your stomach is not. Volleyball is a very masculine sport. Modeling is a very feminine thing. So, I know. And, and that means sometimes we have to give up things that we love to do. You know, you have to make a choice. Modeling is my job. Volleyball is my sport. So their bodies are big and bulky, and, I mean, they eat like, like men. I wanted her to develop as a woman. I thought that my daughter was a uh, lesbian. I'm so excited for the food. Pretty much all the food that we're eating is like a heart attack in a meal. It's like, but it's gonna be so good. It's good. You can have one one night of being bad, right? Yeah, I was actually really good this week. Oh, yeah, and then you gotta get back on your diet, though. And then you gotta get back on your diet, though. Because you know, in Paris and Milan, they like the girls just a tad on the skinny side. Girls just a tad on the skinny side. It's hard to exercise six days a week. And it's hard to not eat any sugar, and it's hard to have to eat salad every day, but this is the hardest for being on our diet. I have to have a bite for good luck, though. Um, but not to be, no, that's to be, the half of that. Gigi's in charge of her own diet, but to be on your best weight, you gotta make the right choices. This is, this is you. You know what, Gigi? I think that's it. I'll do this. How is it? I And we are back. So those clips, you could kind of tell were edited in some ways to put together the compilation video. That's why you would have heard certain things repeated twice and maybe sounds that seemed a little bit out of place. But I do think this shows where Yolanda Hadid's viewpoint on food and body image was at least at that point in time. Now, what I will mention is that these clips and Who Was Speaking were Gigi Hadid, not Bella. So, this was her sister. And, of course, we cannot say that just because Yolanda had these type of conversations with Gigi, that means she had the same ones with Bella. I don't know if that's the case or not. Regardless, even with these conversations, we can't draw any conclusions about how this could have affected either of them. It could have affected them a ton or it could have affected them not at all no matter what, what I feel from this is an element of empathy for specifically Gigi since she's the one in here, but also for Bella if she did have these type of conversations. Because regardless, this type of stuff is hard. You know, as someone that sees how people's parents' relationships with food can affect them, it's really tough to hear those type of conversations. And to think about how that could make you feel, whether it's just in that moment or it's more long term. So, again, this doesn't necessarily mean that we know how this exactly affected them. I will say that Yolanda Hadid has come under fire for this type of stuff, and people have wondered, you know, how she feels about it. And in relation to all of this kind of almond mom talk and stuff that comes up in the video, she recorded a TikTok of her driving around in a golf cart eating almonds. <laughs> so, I didn't quite know how to feel about that. Definitely seemed like a statement. We'll say that. Um, I, that doesn't say anything about Bella, but it was definitely a statement from Yolanda herself. So, I feel like this piece I just wanted you to have to gain an understanding of what it could be like for her as she was growing up. And this leads us into the second piece of the equation, which is, what does she do from this point? And when do we kind of hear from her next in regards to this conversation? So she does go on to become a supermodel and she models for all different types of brands, including. Victoria's Secret, which I feel was a huge one for her and even a lot of the resurgence of her fame. I still remember and even see TikTok videos or Instagram videos that come up of her walking the VS Fashion Show the year that her and The Weeknd broke up and her walking past him in this gray set. And that was a huge moment that I do feel like kind of solidified a lot of the Bella Hadid stands or people that really noticed her and her fame. I know there's tons of other things that make people like Bella Hadid. I'm just pointing out the stuff where we really saw her come into the limelight again. Now during this time, I will say she has talked about her mental health and how modeling has affected her. I am not familiar with every single article or interview that she has done around this, but I do know that she has talked about how it has been challenging and that it can be very rigorous. And I know she has at least alluded to the fact that there can be high standards set for models or unrealistic standards set for them. I will say that from what I have seen, I've never heard her talk explicitly about struggles that she's experienced in relationship to food, body image, exercise. But I did find a interview of her that I'm going to play for you guys where someone is asking her questions about exercise and diet. And I do think this gives a good explanation of where she was mentally at in regards to these things. So I'm going to play that in three, two, and one. You know, I tried to start a little diet yesterday because I've really just been eating everything, but I, I really love eating and it makes me happy and I love food. And every day I try to start these diets and you know, make myself feel healthier. But I think that we're running around so much during fashion week that, you know, I'm just going to grab that sandwich or that slice of pizza it's just gonna happen and I have to just deal with it but um you know I definitely like to keep my workout routine in some you know keep it somewhat close yeah so you know I went yesterday maybe I'll go tomorrow but um yeah I think I'm just running around so much that I kind of at the end of the day that's pretty much my workout and we are back so listening to that I do feel there's a lot of speculation again that we could make around what her relationship with food is. What we know as a fact from what she said is that she continuously feels like she needs to start diets to make herself feel healthier and tries to do to do so, she said almost every day. Of course, that could just be her speaking in exaggeration, not in literal fact. But it's obviously something that is very much so on her mind, as well as exercise. This clip was posted in 2021, but based off of the outfit that she was wearing and my research, I think that it was actually from 2019. And I think this is important because what I'm not saying is that this is her currently doing this interview, and that means that this is where she's at with her relationship with food. I don't even think that one interview can specifically say, okay, this is where she was at, but I do think that it's important to give an idea of some of the things that she has shared before so that you can get a glimpse of what she may have been dealing with or at least her thoughts at the time. But I also do feel like it's hard because I'm sure as a model, but even specifically as herself, she gets asked so many questions like this, and I imagine that that in itself is agitating. I feel like I would feel agitated by it. Who knows how she feels? But no matter what, I'm sure that sometimes those things are quite flustering to be asked a question, whatever question it may be, but especially one that I feel could be considered kind of invasive or kind of personal. So who's to say what that response really means in relationship to how she was currently feeling at the time, you know? If I had someone else that was kind of telling me that, I feel like to me it would just seem like there has been an element of diet culture that has influenced them, and that's pretty much true of all of us, that we all have elements of diet culture that have influenced us at points in our life. So now we're going to go into what I'm going to call the the third phase or current timeline and where Bella is at. So she has continued to be a model. Honestly, she is so prolific right now as a model. She was recently in New York Fashion Week and I believe was one of the most booked models out of anyone. And I do believe that this has contributed to the conversation that we're having right now and her rise in fame and the obsession with her, I will say. And I first want to mention that she has also shared throughout the years, I remember in Instagram posts and in interviews, that she has gone through some mental health and chronic health type of challenges. She has not disclosed those extremely clearly. I have seen that she has shared that she has Lyme. I've seen that she's shared that she deals with anxiety. And both of those can be found on her TikTok and on her Instagram. There is a really famous Instagram post from her where she shares a photo of her crying and talks about how these struggles affect her And so, it's clear that outside of just this amazing success that she's having, there are also struggles that are going along with it. And that's one thing that I want to mention about the field of modeling. I just cannot imagine how difficult it would be to have the occupation of modeling Of course, every single job has its own challenges, and I'm also not trying to say that being a model doesn't have its own privileges, right? That's, there's a whole bigger conversation, right? But I think if we were to just talk about this specifically in relationship to mental health, body image, exercise, food, the modeling industry in general is very ruthless in that way. Whether Bella Hadid feels it or not, it is definitely something that is documented and spoken about in the field itself. So, again, that doesn't say anything specifically about how that affects Bella Hadid in those areas, but I do think that it's important to mention, especially when she has this level of fame, right? Now, to go along with this resurgence or obsession that has come up, I am in no way saying that she was not popular before New York Fashion Week and all of this different timeline. But there was an interesting intersect between the heroin chic, skinny is quote-unquote back in popularity and trend, and also New York Fashion Week, and also people's obsessions with Bella Hadid. They were kind of all this, all happening at the same time. And The fact that they all happened at the same time, I think, allowed for this to spread like wildfire in a way that it hadn't in a while. So this brings us to the sound that I was discussing earlier within the video. So my name, my name is Bella Hadid. This clip came from an interview from I-D and it was around October of 2022. And the thing that's really interesting to me is how this sound has nothing to do with how Bella looks, right? It's literally just a sound of her saying her name. And yet this absolutely took off in what I would argue to be quite a toxic way. And, of course, Bella is not the one that made this toxic. I mean, this is just a clip that was posted by another company that then people utilized and started to put their own words to. And, yeah, some of them were more funny and not related to her image or to food or exercise or whatever else. But many of them were very just stereotypical type of comments such as, you know, me when I eat a salad, me when I work out once, and whatever else it may be. And I'm not trying to act like the quote-unquote fun police and hyper-analyze everything that people say, but what I feel like is the most important is the fact that people are quite literally thinking of her body as soon as they hear her name. It's similar to if you think about Tom Brady and what would people know him as? Football, right? It's just that automatic connection. And this does elicit the fact that her body is being idealized. No question about it. I mean, that in itself, I guess, is me making an inference between two things But I feel like that is one of those things that's pretty indisputable. And I'm not saying that she's the one, again, that's trying to cause that, but it doesn't take away from the fact that it's happening. And when it comes to Bella's TikTok presence, because she does have a TikTok, she actually shares tons of different stuff on there and posts in quite a humanized way in comparison to other celebrities. From what I have gathered uh, as I looked through her TikTok, she shares things that are definitely against what most people say they expect, according to her comments as I was going through them. So she'll post a sandwich or a certain type of food and people will express their surprise and curiosity in if she, how she can eat that and what she eats and so many other things. And I will say that that is also something that I hear the most in terms of questions about her and her diet and just all of those things. A lot of them even surround the way that she speaks and talks about or shares food too in relationship to everything else. So the question is, what do we take away from all of this? We talked about childhood, where she was at a few years ago, and where she was out now, at now. We have some plot points of information that we've been able to find that are not speculative in nature and are more direct in terms of she said around body or food or what she may have experienced growing up. But even through all of that stuff, we cannot say that this means she is dealing with X, Y, or Z, right? We don't ever fully know what someone is going through. And even in these scenarios, what I think is really hard is the fact that even if someone did tell us what they were going through, it may not be something that's helpful to hear. I mean, I'm imagining that no matter what it could be that Bella could be going through, there's always some sort of backlash, right? Because what if she shares she's struggling with her mental health, right, like she did? Even on those photos, there were some people, lots of people that are really supportive, but then there are other people being, saying that she's so privileged, how could she have bad mental health? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's really no 100% way to quote-unquote win or to share the right thing, and that's what I think makes it really, really tough. Clearly, people have taken this body that she resides in, and they have co-opted it and made it a really big piece of who she is, whether she wants it to be that way or she doesn't want it to be that way. And the challenging part around people's bodies is that we always want to say 100% that it means a certain thing, but we just don't know. We don't know if it does mean a certain thing or if it doesn't because the reason why someone's body change changes could be from so many different things. It could be from cancer, it could be from depression, it could be from guilt, it could be from stress, it could be from chronic illness, it could be from an eating disorder, it could be from disordered eating habits, it could be from over exercising. It could be from so many other things. You know, I'm just kind of going down the list. And so We just can't say for sure what could potentially be going on. And if anything, I think it's good for us to offer grace to her and to her situation and remember how these things may be affecting her health. Think about how it would be for her to be seeing so many people idolizing her body when we don't know why it presents or why she's residing in the body that she is, right? Is that really helpful then to be having those comments? On the same token as well, even if we do have a feeling or you may from your own experiences feel as if there is an element to her body that doesn't look natural or there's been a big change, your thoughts and feelings around that could be 100% valid Right. But we don't, it's not often helpful to have the commentary around it unless we feel like that commentary is able to help someone else. And I will say, I think that that's what I struggle with the most in making this podcast because I don't want to speculate and I want to utilize the facts. And yet I'm also really sensitive to the fact that so many of the people in my audience reach out to me, ask me if this is her normal body, if they should be striving to look like this, what she's eating, do I think that she's eating, what she's posting, and all of this type of stuff. And it's hard to have the knowledge that I do from past experiences without the knowledge of what she could be going through, right? So I can't 100% say But what I can say is that, no, you should not be striving to look like anybody else ever. No matter what their body looks like, that should never be your goal. You should only be striving to find a place in your body that is the healthiest for you. I also think, number two, you should remember that Bella Hadid is in a different occupation and also she has shared that she has her own struggles that she endures throughout her life. And so you don't know how she has gotten to this body and how this body makes her feel either. And so you don't know everything that would come with even getting to a space that could be similar, quote unquote, right? Because maybe that's bringing about all of these other things that are really harmful that you can't deduce from just seeing for her from an outside perspective, Number three, when it comes to the food stuff, I have no idea what Bella Hadid eats. I don't know if she eats the stuff that she posts. I don't know if she, I don't know. Like, we don't know what it is that she is having, I honestly don't think it would be helpful to know. And so I don't think it's good to be asking or trying to get it out of her or trying to mimic exactly what she does. If her recipes that she shares look good to you and you want to make them, go for it. But don't go for it because you think that it's going to make you look like her. On a separate note, I will mention that there are times where people that are being scrutinized in the media for their body, or even if it's not in the media, even just people in your life, like that could struggle with food, there are times that they could post food because they feel a lot of pressure that others are commenting on their body. So, this doesn't just have to be with eating disorders, although it definitely does happen. I've also heard this happen for people that are chronically ill, and they don't necessarily want everyone to know that they're chronically ill yet, and so they're trying to make sure that they eat enough in front of everybody else, and they are quite hyper-aware of making sure that they are putting out this image, whether it be online or just to the people in their life, to show that they are eating and maybe even try to combat some of the questions the concerns, and the conversations that can come up around how they look. Again, I'm not saying that that's what happens in, or is what's happening in this scenario, but I think this is just an important thing to keep in mind in general, and it allows for you to think of something in a different lens than maybe what you're thinking of it in now. I think regardless, what we hope when we see someone that we may be concerned for, whether it be because of their mental health or their physical health or whatever else, is that they are able to get to a place that is better for them. And when it comes to helping someone do that, the most helpful way is not to bring it to their attention or to comment it under their videos or to participate in trends such as the My Name is Bella Hadid one. You hope that she has a team of people that are there to support her if she is going through any type of struggle that needs that support. But the best way to even show that you care is more to just share what you actually would say to that person as a person, right? Just commenting that you care for them, that you love them, that they did this thing that was so cool. Just not commenting directly on their appearance, even if that is coming up for you personally. And I polled you guys and asked you how you felt about this as just an open space. And I got a plethora of different responses. I had some of you saying that it was extremely triggering for you. Others of you were saying you really feel for her, but you feel like she doesn't look healthy to you. Others of you were saying it must be hard to have a mom like Yolanda Hadid. Others were saying I don't think that we should be idolizing her body like we do. And other people saying that they had to disengage from her content. Others saying as well that they felt like this was in line with the whole heroin chic and skinny is back in style. And there were many other things that came up kind of along those same lines, I just want you to know that any emotion that you have come up is valid, and I'm not saying it's wrong, right? We truly don't know what's going on. So if someone speculates that they don't think she looks healthy, she may not be healthy, but we don't know why that is for sure. We could make assumptions. We could draw from these kind of dots that could be put together, but either way, we wouldn't fully know. But either, but regardless, I should say, if you are worried that she doesn't look healthy and that isn't helpful to you, it's feeling triggering, I do highly suggest taking space. Even if you really like her as a person, it is definitely more helpful to disengage. And that's the same for anyone else out there. Even if you like them, but their content doesn't make you feel good for whatever reason, that's not the space to follow or to continue to be aware of what they're sharing. Now, on the other side, if you think that she looks healthy and that you don't think people should be saying that she doesn't, I feel like, again, we just don't know, right? You don't know if she is healthy. And so we shouldn't be acting like we know that she's healthy if we don't. And again, by health, that could be mental health, it could be physical health, it could be a number of different things. So if we take away this whole mindset of we don't know, and then also remember what would actually be helpful, and then last but not least, combine empathy, we get a much more productive conversation because of the fact that we're not commenting in a way that could potentially make things even worse for her. But at the same time, I hope that by listening to this episode, it gave you a critical thinking cap to take in the information that we do know and think to yourself if this is something that right now is productive for you to engage in or if it's not. And also just how to protect yourself from this overall wave of heroin chic skinny obsession that is coming in. Because regardless of the Hadid conversation, you guys know that I have podcast episodes on these topics on the heroin chic and skinny coming back into style. And that stuff is super frustrating and it is very prevalent and we are seeing the effects of it now. And so no matter what, be mindful to protect yourself against those things that could be harmful or feel really challenging for you. As I said, I've been really nervous to have this conversation. It feels really challenging to navigate my desire to protect you guys with my desire to be respectful and not to speculate because sometimes there are things that I feel like as a person that works within disordered eating, I see and it makes me want to say X, Y, or Z, but I can't prove those things. And that's why I don't do any of that. And on the other, and I'm not saying this with Bel Hadid, I'm saying this with anyone, like literally any single person I say online, like I could guess what someone is dealing with, but I don't know. Right. So it's just challenging, and I just really want you guys to hopefully walk away feeling like you are able to navigate this with confidence and just feel your personal best in this current era that we're in and the current pressures that we're dealing with. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate if you gave it a rating or review on Spotify or Apple. If you thought that this could be impactful for someone else, I would always love if you shared it with a friend or anywhere. No matter what, I am just so appreciative of you taking the time to be here and to listen. It means so much to me. And I will always be open to any type of episode requests that you have, and that is open at the show notes there is a link where you can submit any questions or topics that you want to see all right I'll see you guys next week bye